If we turn to the New Testament, we find this word featuring in the ministry and teaching of Jesus, and also quite extensively in St. Paul's letters. Jesus speaks of the suffering and death that lies ahead of him as a baptism he is going to endure. Mark chapter 10 verse 38. That is, he speaks as if his going towards suffering and death were a kind of immersion in something, being drowned or swamped in something. He has, he says, an immersion to go through, and until it is completed, he will be frustrated and his work will be incomplete. Luke chapter 12, verse 50. So it seems that from the very beginning, baptism as a ritual for joining the Christian community was associated with the idea of going down into the darkness of Jesus' suffering and death, being swamped by the reality of what Jesus endured. St. Paul speaks of being baptized into the death of Christ, Romans chapter 6, verse 3. We are, so to speak, dropped into that mysterious event which Christians commemorate on Good Friday, and more regularly in the breaking of bread at Holy Communion. Out of the Depths As the Church began to reflect a bit more on this in the early Christian centuries, as it began to shape its liturgy and its art, another set of associations developed. In the story of Jesus' baptism, he goes down into the water of the river Jordan, and as he comes up, out of the water the Holy Spirit descends upon him in the form of a dove, and a voice speaks from heaven, You are my Son. Luke chapter 3 verse 22. Reflecting on that story, the early Christians soon began to make connections with another story involving water and the Spirit. At the very beginning of creation, the book of Genesis tells us, there was watery chaos, and over that watery chaos there was, depending on how you read the Hebrew, the Holy Spirit hovering, or a great wind blowing. Or perhaps one is a sort of metaphor for the other. First there is chaos, and then there is the wind of God's Spirit, and out of the watery chaos comes the world. And God says, This is good. The water, and the spirit, and the voice. You can see why the early Christians began to associate the event of baptism with exactly that image which St. Paul uses for the Christian life, new creation. So the beginning of Christian life is a new beginning of God's creative work. And just as Jesus came up out of the water, receiving the Spirit and hearing the voice of the Father, so for the newly baptized Christian the voice of God says, You are my son or daughter, as that individual begins his or her new life in association with Jesus. In the tradition of the Christian East especially, when the baptism of Jesus is shown in icons, you will usually see Jesus up to his neck in the water while below, sitting under the waves, are the river gods of the old world, representing the chaos that is being overcome. So from very early on, baptism is drawing around itself 
a set of very powerful symbols. Water and rebirth. Rebirth as a son or daughter of God, as Jesus himself is a son. Chaos moving into order as the wind of God blows upon it. So it is not surprising that as the church reflected on what baptism means, it came to view it as a kind of restoration of what it is to be truly human. To be baptized is to recover the humanity that God first intended. What did God intend? He intended that human beings should grow into such love for Him and such confidence in